It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for Let's Talk About It with ASAP Barbie. Yo, yo, what up, good people? Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. We've been gone for a minute. You know, this quarantine and COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever fuck else you want to use for it. Uh, but we back. We back like we never left. Uh, so, you know, we got some pretty good topics today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about sports, the coronavirus, of course. And E has a special topic for us. Um, but I just jump right into sports. I'll just be honest. I miss that shit. Even the sports I don't like. Like, I miss hockey. I miss baseball. I miss golf. Like, I miss all that shit. Basketball. What else is out there? So, well, I always kind of like soccer. I always had a thing for soccer, even though I don't understand the shit, but I still like it. Uh, but it's kind of crazy how, like, this corona shit is spread, like, all around the globe, especially through sports. Like, it's crazy how it just touches everybody and everything. It just, uh, it kind of just throws me off how, like, you know, once everybody started catching it, all they asked of us was stay in the damn house and we couldn't even do that. And look where, you know, look where it didn't hit us now. Uh, Mabaki, what you got to say about it? I mean, same as usual. I don't know no sports fan who's not missing sports right now. I, I'm more interested in how this is going to impact sports for the future. Because now, all of a sudden, in the middle of this year, and I think it was like a great year of sports, like for basketball, and I watch a lot of soccer. So for soccer in particular, mm-hmm. and, and actually basketball in particular, and the NBA, it was like the first year in like since like 2010 where we had some parody as far as who we thought was going to win the NBA championship. Shit wasn't just, oh, it's going to be the Heat, or it's going to be the Spurs, or it's going to be Golden State, or it's going to be the Cavs, et cetera, et cetera. Finally, it was like, yo, we don't know who's going to do what and when they're going to do it. I mean, but And then of- right in the middle of that, when shit started heating up, Corona. Right. So it's like, God, I mean, not, even, not like, even being funny, because everybody know me, I'm not a Lakers fan. But didn't the whole world kind of have the Lakers winning it all, regardless of who else was in the West? I mean, the Clippers, the Clippers was two one up on the Lakers. You know what I'm saying, granted, the Lakers came back in their last game and handled their business, and the Bucks, they was one on one with the Bucks. But for me, it was between the Lakers, the Clippers, the Bucks, and Toronto was like an outside favorite for me because they still handling their business. I mean, yeah, you know they, they still Buffalo, are the champs. Exactly. So, really, like, for me, it was up in the air. It just depended upon, upon who had the pedigree to handle their business in the playoffs. And I was super, super ready to, like, this playoff, I was so excited. Right in the middle of the season when shit finally started shaping, when people finally started hitting these strides, yeah. the Lakers was doing their thing. Uh, Toronto, Toronto was on a wild win streak not too long ago. Boom. Yeah. Motherfucking Rudy Gobert and shit. That nigga was bugging. Oh, shit. yeah, he was. Uh, they talking about they talking about uh, what's his name and him like having like serious issues. Him and uh, Spider Mitchell. Oh, for real? Yeah, they said they having like serious. They 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 people talking about it may like split up the franchise. Like they saying they having some serious. Oh issues. wow! I know that uh, me. I don't know Eric if you remember the conversation, but you know during the quarantine, me and Eric was having a conversation about um, about college basketball. This year's tournament yeah. probably was going to be 
to me in my top five best tournaments as far as why because that? if you go I mean if you can remember anyway all the teams that was probably finna make the tournament like nobody yeah. was like there was no standout team the number one yeah guy. there was not that yeah. like you know normally it's like okay Duke won 30 games and you know they finna run through the south region and you know this team yeah. do this and do that but like everybody was basically evenly matched because like Duke had a good year, uh, but it wasn't a like great year. Yeah, like Seton yeah. Hall had a good year. Duke had a good year, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a great year. You know, a random Tennessee or Arkansas team had a good year, but you know what I'm saying? Like everybody yeah. was evenly matched. And then I think that's when Eric had hit me with I think he said he seen something about like, well, these motherfuckers losing billions of dollars because the NCAA tournament can't be played. That shit is the money maker. That shit is the money maker. Like that tournament brings in so much revenue for them. It's it's crazy. That's why they were so hesitant to cancel it. I'm actually surprised they just came out right and said, "Oh, it's over." Like I thought they'd say something along the lines of postponing. I thought I was very surprised. Hey, what do you think about that? So, <clears throat> with the tournament, I mean, I think we got to tip our hat to Adam Silver in that one. If you know, the NBA was the first domino, and then everybody else fell in line. Um, I honestly think, and just listening to the president and politicians, I think they're going to open this thing back up soon, you know, because, as you said, those are the money makers. It's going to take um, a while. to. Well, they're not going to recoup that no time soon. A lot of these seasons are already lost. But like I said, they got to get back after it. Um, that's how they eat. And we know money makes the world go round. In regards to sports, um, like I said, I, I think of the, the off season, you know, when basketball season is over and like it makes I'm missing the little things like watching bowling on Sundays or pool or golf. You know right. what I'm saying? Those things you watch yeah. in the off season. Like it's, it's just crazy that everything is shut down. One thing I will say, though, I like is these ESPN classics, though. Um, you get to watch Jordan versus the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? You get to watch these classic basketball games. Um, the analysis is garbage, though. Um, right. I'm, I'm really not I'm – I'm re- I don't like first take no more. I don't like, you know, um, Skip and Shannon. Like, I, I'm not feeling nah, it. that shit cool. You tri- but, like I said, it's coming to the point where something's going, something's going to have to shake, you know, um, – <laughs> And like, as as much as I don't want to see this this virus spread, like we got to get back to our American way of life sooner than later, you know. So I'm hoping May time frame, you know, this thing is over and we can get back to normal and salvage whatever uh, NBA season we have. College basketball is done. A lot of these other sports is done, but I just want to catch the end of this final. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I think, think that's I think that's like extremely optimistic, right. like. Chances are, at this point in time, the earliest the earliest outlook I saw, like from people who know what the fuck they're talking July. about, is the fall. Is the fall? The fall is like the earliest outlook I've seen from okay. like doctors and yeah. scientists. Because open, because right now, considering what we going through right now, particular hot spots in America, like New Orleans, yo, yo. Speaking of that, Bobby, like, how was like your folks down in Louisiana? Is they good? Oh or? yeah, everybody good. Everybody in Arkansas and yeah. Louisiana and Georgia, they all good. 
Yeah, because they said New Orleans was like a hot spot. I didn't know if it spread out to the, to the surrounding region or nothing like that. Like New Orleans, New York, I think Illinois got, or Illinois, it was either Illinois or Michigan, one of those places got yeah. real hectic. To open things back up so early will do nothing but continue to do what we've been trying to stop this whole entire time, which is stress the healthcare system. And you, being a healthcare worker, know better than all of us that if that happens, it's a wrap. You feel what I'm saying? The ramifications is going to be long term. So, granted, as much as all three of us want to sit here and figure out who would win this year's final, I think it would be irresponsible for us to jump the gun and come too early. I'd rather us be late and regret it or regret it than, or then be yeah. early and then regret yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? I think, so, I think, I think, I think, I think that because saying, the conversations. I think because they keep saying that heat kills the virus. I think, I mean, for me personally, I think like, what it start getting hot in May, so I think by the Fourth of July, that shit gonna be burned out in America. I think. I'm not no scientist. I'm not no See, scientist. That's, that's what they saying. I don't. But I'm not no scientist. That shit is all across the. But, but this is but this is one thing. Okay, so speaking of the COVID in general, the coronavirus in general, this is my thing. So if they tell you that, uh, washing your hands and Germex and and Lysol can kill the shit on your counters and shit. Why is it taking so long to get a goddamn cure for something that Walmart can fix? Well, you can't you can't ingest Lysol or Germex or any of those cleaning products without it being a detriment. Well, to what your I'm body. saying is they, those chemicals they put, are harsh on the human body. They I put think, the I same. Think, in adult, I the think, same uh, drugs go ahead, go ahead. that people use, like cocaine and shit, they put them in Ritalin and all that shit. It's just smaller doses. Okay. Yeah, but you gotta understand something. The way that a cleaning solution works is different from the way that a vaccine works. A vaccine has to be something that does what it's supposed to do without doing harm to right. the human body. That the payoff has to be more than the side effect. So if I grab you when I get some Lysol solvent and I put that shit in the IV and pump it through your veins, you'll be dead within an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. Then, no, I get it. So, but I'm just saying, if it's something yeah, you know so simple, saying, so why can't they come up with something else even simpler? You know what I mean? When I was watching the interview, I was watching the interview, it was like a, a virologist basically saying he could come up with like a fucking vaccine in, in a few days. He could create a vaccine in a few days. The, the long part is the trial oh, testing because you may think you got to figure it out but testing it on the human yeah. body takes time because there might be some effects that take longer to surface there may be so on and so forth so they do their due diligence in making sure that they don't just immediately put something out it was like when they had like the vaccine for Lyme disease or the cure for Lyme disease they was giving niggas the vaccine and shit and then the vaccine ended up giving niggas right. Lyme disease right. you know what I'm saying so niggas ain't do the proper testing to make sure that shit worked out so they just trying to make sure they don't create another situation like that because the health system is already strained yeah. enough without sending niggas all over the place because of complications right. from vaccines. And then another you thing, know? too, another yeah. thing that I wanted to put out as far as about the sports, uh, I was telling Eric the other day, XFL said they wasn't coming back. And that's one football league that I was perfectly yeah. fine with not coming back. Because I watched like three or four games and I was like, everybody on the field is trash. Yeah. Like, that's why you didn't make the NFL. You're trash. Like, it, it is what it is. And, like, it was, I mean, like, yeah. well, he'll tell you, but he was trying to tell me we need that kind of football after football 
But I think that the human brain, we see so much college football and NFL after the national championship yeah. and the Super Bowl, we don't give a fuck about football no more. I mean, it just depends on who you are. Certain sports are becoming year-long sports, like basketball. Basketball is probably out of the loop for like two months, and after that, you write into summer league, you write into drafts. Well, you know the like summer that. league so be right. Football is trying to become. But you know the summer league too. be for like the rookies and shit. Like for instance, I know, I know, yeah, like you know, I, nigga like I can who, say in my whole life, I've never watched a summer league game until this past season, only because Eric talked me into it to watching Zion. I've never watched a summer league game ever, bro. You know me, I'm a Knicks fan, so my my hope, you know what I'm saying, for salvation is we get a rookie that's crazy. So every summer league, I'm always watching a ton of every summer league I'm on deck. That nigga Zion played like one summer league yeah. game this year. And then they pulled him out. Remember they was having like earthquakes yeah. at the summer league and shit? Yeah, did, did, did he, he, did he yeah, only he play one game? game? Yeah, he played one game. Um, I think he got he hurt. And then uh, it was the game where he ripped the ball from over. Oh, okay. Um, but I want to get back to Babaki about uh, everything opening up. So I'm tracking everything that the scientists are saying and all these models that they're using. But, like, you can't ignore the other crises is people are not working and people are not eating. You know what I'm saying? So... I think that's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back and get everything moving again. Is it going to be like normal? Of course not. It's not going to be like normal. But like when I look at the NBA, the NBA has already tested all their players and they've already flirted the idea of having games without fans in the stands. You know what I'm saying? I can see them doing that. I can see, you know, uh, businesses uh, reopening with a mission essential or essential personnel, as they, they call it. Um, because like I said, we, we can do what's right by what the scientists said, but that's not putting food on the table. So we're going to have to answer for these 3.3 million people who don't have jobs now. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I feel you from a sports perspective. Yeah. 100% that makes sense. But I feel like reopening sports, though, it it will add to, you know, though it will help like relieve some of the stress that the current workforce is dealing with because of coronavirus. I don't think that the risk, I don't think that the, the, I think the risk is too high. At the end of the day, this is going to be strenuous on our economy. You know what I'm saying? The American economy, the American uh, government is going to have to work hard to try to like keep things afloat during this time period. But the most important thing is preserving human lives. And considering right now, I think we're over, I think we're we're over for sure over 200,000 cases, but we're like at around 11,000 deaths. You know what I'm saying? The last, I, I can't even think about the last time that many people have died on American soil. You feel what I'm saying? It's more than 9-11. More than maybe some other major events that have happened. You feel what I'm saying? So, 100%, the most important thing is preserving human life. Shoot. Yo, rest in peace to uh, Carl Anthony Towns' mom who died. She, she was in a coma. She's been in a coma, I think, for like almost a month. And she just lost her battle to coronavirus. She died based off of coronavirus complications. This has been happening across the. This has been happening across the country. I know y'all can think of some people who y'all know who have died from this. My homeboy, my my homeboy, his wife, like she had like um, she had like a uncle, and then her cousin died within a few days of each other. Uh, my brother-in-law, his grandmother passed away from it. There's so many people. Thankfully, that's not too too close to me, but I know of who have passed away based off of this virus. So if 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 we're if we're 
if we're putting preserving human lives at the top of the list, other things are going to have to take the hit. And that's going to be the economy. That's going to be the workforce. That's going to be things like that. And hopefully the American government will be able to step in. It's a big task. I'm not expecting them to just come in and handle it normally because this is unprecedented. From what I understand, there's gonna be more people out of the work than there right. the I think that I think that this virus, like you know, you got all these conspiracy people out here. The government gave it to you, blah blah blah, that bullshit. But if you go, if you, I mean, like I did mm-hmm. some research, and this pandemic stuff, mm-hmm. it happens every hundred years since 1720. So 1720 was something, 1820 was something, 1920 was something. And now 2020 is something. But if you, I mean, if you honestly ask me, what do I think about this shit happening every hundred years? I think that's the Earth's way of cleansing itself. Because we fuck it up so much that it's like, yo, I got to get rid of some of you motherfuckers. Like, we're, we're we're the Earth's virus. So the Earth is is fighting us. It's like, yo, some of y'all got to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. It's very unfortunate, but it's like some of y'all have to go in order for me to be healthy. Because even right now, if you look at like certain cities like Los Angeles, even if you look at New York, who taking the biggest hit, nigga, the skies are clear. The water is clearing up. It's like they even talk about how crops are growing like in the Midwest better and stuff. It's just like that's just the Earth's way of cleansing itself. It's, it's nothing more than natural selection Basically. if you think about it. And like in natural selection, um, you know, or if you believe in evolution or all that, they said, you know, we had to have the instinct of making sure that we kept ourselves away from danger. That's the only way mm-hmm. we were supposed to survive. Um, and with this thing is, I mean, every time you see somebody, you dap them up, you know what I'm saying? We, we touching everything. We're not washing our hands. So in that respect, I can see exactly what you're saying. You know, with with hygiene, we weren't on point, and now it's coming back yeah. to bite us. You know what I'm saying? It's going to wipe those yeah. people out. You know that um, fall susceptible to it. Yeah. Well, I think this is more serious than just hygiene, considering that they've um, discovered that this this virus can linger in the air for long periods of time. You know what I'm saying? So really. It's outside of our hands, though we can take those steps as far as like cleaning surfaces mm-hmm. and washing our hands, making sure we're not doing all that extra shit to make sure that it doesn't spread as much. Truth be told, you got a gathering of however many people you walk into a Walmart, that shit is in the air. I mean, there's nothing you could do about it except wear a mask. And then at this point, you're going to mask for sure. So, but back to sports. I don't know how the fuck we're going to get about it. Back to sports. We One of Michael Jordan's most iconic games was the flu game. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about that psyche that there's nothing that's going to stop me from doing what I want to do. Um, I'm a basketball player. This is a. a prime time game I have the flu but I'm still gonna play you you know what I'm saying like nobody questioned Jordan at all he could have gave everybody the flu but if you would have said Jordan's not playing because he's ill we would have roasted him and I think that's the mindset that's biting us in the ass right now I think we would a lot of us I think we would I mean I think, Why would you roast him? The, the flu, like I have the flu, my nigga. Yeah, you're not supposed to play basketball. I think we can all agree you're not supposed I'm to play saying, basketball but, when you got the flu. But nobody. So well, because well, 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 for one, no, well, for one, nobody, Rocky, you know, 
when people have the flu in professional sports, they never come out and say, such and such got the flu. They just say, he's ill. So when you say he's ill, you be like, bitch, you got a cold. You could have played. But I'm saying, though, what I'm saying is, I feel you on that particular point, right? But what I'm saying is, if this nigga got the flu, because I've had the flu Me too. bad before, like, in my life, and I wasn't, I, I, I couldn't do shit. Not, nonetheless, put niggas in the post or, or, or put triple threat <laughs> niggas, you know what I'm saying? So, if that nigga would have came out, I was like, yeah, yo, I had the flu. I'd have been like, bro, you good. I don't even know what the fuck you're doing, my nigga. Like, but one thing, Edo, the flu is something that we've managed for maybe, a, I don't know how many years. I'm not going to put out a figure. I don't know how many years. But my whole entire lifetime, the flu has been no problem. We've been dealing with it, no issue every year. You go get a spray in your nose or a shot in your veins, and most of the time, you're good to go. You feel what I'm saying? With this particular virus, think of the media nightmare that would happen if, let's say, someone died in the NBA because of coronavirus. Because granted, the chances of them dying because they're um, they're pretty young, their uh, athletic peak form in their lives, the chances of them dying are low, but the chances still exist. Now, let's say someone dies. Who's gonna say? Who's gonna? Who? Who? Who are you gonna talk to? Let's say one of these old ass referees. Who jogging up and down, dog? Let's say one of these cameramen who's filming the game. Let's say fucking Clyde Fraser uh, talking about Nick game, dog. The shit is gonna be like a, it's gonna be a major issue. That's what I'm saying. The risk are too high. Oh yeah, and I opinion. know, and I know. What I'm saying is, I think our past practices and beliefs are the reason why we we're here. We're behind the curve now. So like me dapping somebody up or me sneezing and not covering up my mouth, that's taboo now. Whereas six months ago, right. nobody would have said nothing. Now you got, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying yeah. the, you don't got those people to say, hey man, you need to cover your mouth when you sneeze. But if Michael Jordan was sick and he played today and he wanted to play, like we would look at him like he was crazy. As opposed to in 96 or whenever the flu game was, nobody questioned yeah. it. And I think that's why we're here today because we just didn't pay attention to hygiene like that. You know, we didn't care if you were sick. Get your ass right. to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the mindset. Being in the military, this is the first time in my 12-year career that I've ever seen people actually get sent home for being sick. Most of the time is, hey, suck that shit up, buttercup. You know what I'm saying? We got to do X, Y, and Z, you know? Um... But now, you know what I'm saying? I think the chickens have come home to roost. We actually taking those necessary precautions. And, you know, like I said, we just got to bite the bullet on yeah. it. When you say bite the bullet, what you mean? Just throw niggas back in the jungle and let... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. When I say bite the bullet is, I mean, retrospect, we have to, we have to recognize where we went wrong. We didn't take, we got a lot. Come on, let's, if you think about six months ago, like vaccines and medications and all that stuff, people were saying, you know, oh no, man, that stuff is poison. Don't put that stuff in your body. You can't find those jokers today. You know what I'm saying? They're quiet now because they know, you know, like if you come out, we're going to roast you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been proven. Like, we, I think what I'm saying, when I say bite the bullet is, we just have to admit that, yo, we was, as a people, and I'm talking about the globe, we wasn't on point. Now this is a problem. After this, we got to change yeah, our way of life. That is know? true. That's yeah. facts. Nah, that's a fact. Well, shoot, I'm a, that's a fact. The world gonna be changed by this forever. These Chinese, bro, China, China got some explaining to do. 
China got some because them niggas took their time reporting this shit to the rest of the world. On top of that, them niggas was under-reporting on their figure. It's a lot of blame to go around. It's a lot of blame to go around. The American government took their time as far as how they wanted to act. Shit, in, in February, I've been late January or early February, this nigga Trump was sitting around talking about this shit is a hoax. These niggas on the news was talking about this shit is a joke. It's a ploy to impeach the fucking president. Now, two months later, three months it's later, not. shit is not funny no more, right? Exactly. The whole economy, right. the economy's <laughs> in a global fucking depression. So it's like, it's a lot of niggas who got to be held accountable for the way this shit has been handled. But I guess we're right. with that. Right, straight up. Well, shoot, I'm going to move yeah. on to the next topic. Um, the next topic is, um, I actually got this from a few people on my social media. Um, it was more so women than it was men. Um, what is too old to play video games? Um, and it came about, it came about because apparently guys in relationships right now, you know, we've been on quarantine. All they do is play video games, and it's like, shit. What else I'm supposed to do? I can't go outside. I can't go kick it with my niggas. Can't go see my family. I can't go to work. What else I'm gonna do? Cause shit, ain't nothing. Sports is not on TV, so I don't want to fucking watch TV. <laughs> it's like, so what else I'm supposed to do? Facts. So playing the game, that shit keeps me from losing my mind. That's how I look at it. Um, but to me, I don't think there is an age limit to be playing video games because I think there's a difference between playing video games and being addicted to those shits. Cause you know, if it's Saturday and it's my time before family time, I do what the fuck I want to do with my time. So if I want to play video games for my two hours by myself, I can do that. But now if I'm on the video game Saturday morning and I don't get off that motherfucker until Saturday night, okay, now we got a problem. Because now it, you, you seem a little addicted to it, like... Cause I know me, like I've been playing the game since I've been on quarantine myself. You know, since I've been in the damn house. But dude, even the video game gets boring after a while. I cut that bitch off just to see what's on TV, and then cut it back on. So shit, I don't think it is a, a age. Cause I mean, I, like I was telling E, nigga, when I turn like sixty, I plan on playing Madden fucking twenty forty five. 2, 2K45 and shit. I mean, FIFA 45. Like, that shit sound weird to even say, but if I'm alive, then you best believe I'm gonna be on that shit one way or another. Whether it's with my great-grandkids or whatever it is, we gonna be on that shit. Uh, e, what's up? I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, something I heard when I was a little, little guy, and I think I understand like what they were saying now. So my uncles, grandpops, and they would always say, you know, never trust a man um, who don't have a vice, who don't have a hobby, that's just a square. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't do anything. Now, we all know dudes that fish, some work on cars, some like to race cars, some like to shoot guns, hunt, you know. Um, and I think video game falls in that same realm. Whatever brings a man peace, I think as a woman, or a partner, I'll just use the word partner, as a partner, you're not meant to separate them from that. You know what I'm saying? And it sounds crazy, 
because I know a lot of uh, partners don't understand, like, hey, why? How can he sit in front of that game all day? But if it brings that man peace and it, it's what he loves to do, like, who are you to separate him from it or chastise him about it? You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a million things that dudes could be doing out here um, worse than playing a video game, you know? So I do agree with you when you say when it becomes, when you're neglecting your family for a video game, I think that's a problem. But as far as age, you know, if a man comes home, drink a beer and play some video games, I would too every night. I don't see nothing wrong with it. I don't care how old he is, you know? That's just my position. Bro, same, my nigga, like, if you're grown, you could do whatever the fuck you want. As long as you're not hurting nobody, as long as you're handling your business, handling your responsibilities, you know what I'm saying? You're doing what the fuck you need to do. If you're grown, you could do whatever the fuck you want, my nigga. You could play with baby dolls. You do whatever the fuck you want, my nigga. You grown. That's your prerogative, you know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't never going to tell me what age, because think about it, like, I was born in 96. I grew up with a controller in my fucking hand. I've been playing games my whole entire life. Why would at one particular age I would stop playing video games? You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's not like video games catered to a particular audience. You feel what I'm saying? It's something for everybody. So, as far as I'm concerned, me personally, God willing, I'm gonna be playing games for the foreseeable future. Every system <laughs> job, I'm gonna be right. I mean, and, be playing that shit. and this is one thing that I always said, and I told Edis too. I think the older you get, the more you're. You, the more your partner should want you to have video games because video games keep you at home and out of trouble because I didn't see people that's supposed to go to clubs and house parties and this and that but they miss it because they get stuck on video games and then by the time you be like damn I'm supposed to be such and such you be like fuck it it's too late so I'm gonna stay here and keep playing my game and then you wake up and then you wake up on the exactly. Huh? Especially if you married, nigga. That's what I'm saying. Especially if you married, nigga. Like, I can't really, like, go out and party. And with that's exactly what I was saying. Like, like, that's what I was saying. When you like, marry, when you're a married man or in a serious relationship, you can go out with your niggas, but you got to be home by midnight. Ain't no staying out till four in the morning like you did when you were single. You understand? You got to be home at a decent hour. Facts. But then when I get home at midnight, I ain't sleepy yet. So if you even give me no ass, I'm about to play this video game. <laughs> bro. bro, what I'm saying is, yeah, the the house yeah, yeah. Shit, I think, my nigga. So what the fuck you want me to do? And that should be crazy too. Like sometimes I'll be playing games. My wife will plop down and just be bitch, and I'm looking at her like, "Yo, the alternative right. will cause you far more stress, shorty." Bro, facts. You will see me on one of my niggas snap popping bottles on the couch. You know what I'm saying like that's not what you want. Hey, let me go ahead and grind these badges, baby. Like, that's a that's a true story, and and like I said, it, it, it happened to me a couple months ago. So we don't have no rules like that in our relationship. Uh, we just lean on communication. Um, one day I went out to play some pool and after I went to play some pool, one of my mans was leaving the island. So there was a strip club there. We went to the strip club and I used that as an example because like she lost her mind. You know what I'm saying? Because I was in a strip club and like, (laughs) you know, I didn't see nothing wrong with it. I was at the bar, you know what I'm saying? Just chilling, you know, with the fellas. 
But like I said, if if I didn't have the video games, that's the type of stuff I probably will be doing. You know what I'm saying? Hanging out. If if I'm not playing on the game with my homies, I'm gonna be out with my homies. You know what I'm saying? And you know how girls get. You know what I'm saying? Like if they know some of them is single, they feel some type of way. They think you out there on the prowl and all that other stuff. But I'm saying that's the alternative. We can play in the park, right? Or 2K. You know what I'm saying? Or we can right. play outside in real life. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, definitely. When you man. You go out with your single homeboys. Your girls get to playing Jeopardy in their head. Oh, what is he doing? Oh, I take everything wrong for one hundred, Alex. <laughs> shit, bro. I'm telling you, and I'm saying like, and I'm, I'm telling you, that shit get hectic sometimes. I'm letting you know, like, I mean, it get wild out there. These these, these niggas wilding in the club nowadays. I'm like, baby. Let me just play 2K, please. Leave me alone. And but you gotta also just like you said, Bobby. You can't like be OG. Yeah, no, no, you can't do that no more. Morning tonight, you know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. And then on top of that, you gotta like yeah. And then on top of that, I think that you know, like like he was saying, like if it brings me peace, you should be at peace knowing that I'm at peace. Like, don't complain that I'm playing the game. Bring me a beer and be happy that I'm quiet. I ain't out doing stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the the crazy part is the crazy part is when they sit in front of a vanity mirror and do a full face of makeup, not going nowhere. Yeah. We don't say nothing. <laughs> Talk that that part. Don't say Talk nothing. That, that part. You know what I'm saying? It's hey, that you part. in there doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. I'm not yeah. bothering you. You know, I don't see why you're doing it, but I'm not gonna question it. You know, you look happy, you're quiet. We good. You know, take a million flicks and shit. They be chilling, don't cooling. Even, Nobody gonna bother don't them. Even want it, right. Don't you even want it. Right. Don't even go in the room with. Let them do their thing. And they still be like, yeah. Watch. Matter of fact, now that you say that, next time my wife again, I'll watch my wife' favorite thing to do. Is me, oh, you want to watch a movie? Like, right? You not see me playing online? What's wrong with you? Every fucking time. Yeah, next I mean, and then you know, this is the crazy part too. Speaking of being married in video games, do you not? I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of partners understand that, nigga. That's the only way I communicate with my friends now. Because you could because you because you you don't want me to hang out with my single friends, so I have to communicate with them one way or another. And playing Call of Duty and FIFA and Madden—that's how we communicate now online. How we nurture the relationship, and and the cool part is like especially for somebody in the military, right? So you leave home, and let's keep it real—you ain't gonna be on the phone calling all your homeboys every day. You know, it might be one or two or three, but there's a lot of them that you don't reach out to. Where can you find all of them? On the game. Six, seven of y'all, one party, catching up. Like it's old time, you know what I'm saying? You ain't seen these jokers in years, but you don't feel like it, you know? For real. That shit lit, bro. Let's like you said, we got a bunch of the relationship. Flatting his damn brains everywhere. Talking shit like like we ain't never been nowhere. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. But like I said, the, the the main premise is as long as what you're doing isn't like unhealthy, you know what I'm saying? It's not like 
it's not like hurting anybody, then yeah, do your thing, my nigga. We all grown. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's no age limit on anything you want to do, as long as it's not like no wild, fucked up shit or something that's like unhealthy or something that hurts people. <laughs> Straight up. This is America, my nigga. You can do it. Straight up. Pretty much. Well, hey, so we got this so, special topic, right? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna let my man E introduce this because this was a topic that he brought up. Um, and I think it's very interesting, and I think that a lot of people should definitely tune in for this one. E, go ahead. So today at work, like I said, it came up, and I've been seeing stories about this um, the past couple of weeks, and I was interested in what what is the black perspective on this topic, and that topic being. Uh, racism directed at Asian Americans um, as a result of this coronavirus. Um, the reason why I think it's interesting is because you're not going to find a black person in America who hasn't, you know what I'm saying, experienced some type of racism or that feeling or that itch that just, hey, we ain't on an even playing field. So being that we're always on the other side of that stick, it's, to me, it's, it's odd to see somebody else experienced that you know what i'm saying and knowing how it feels i empathize with the group but i just wanted to bring it up in the open forum to see like what what are your thoughts when you see somebody else experiencing outright racism because of the color of their skin um how does that make you feel you know what i'm saying do you have empathy do you have sympathy um like where y'all at with it go ahead mabaki Uh, me personally, you know what I'm saying, I think it's all of those things that you just described as far as um, how I feel about it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I think what it really does, it just makes me, like, like, it puts things into perspective for me. You feel what I'm saying? As far as, like, the mindset of the human being. Because you would think during this time period, you feel what I'm saying, out of anything, people will come together. And you see that reflected also in our government, the way they're so still divisive. You would think people would come together against this common enemy and we would do everything in our power as a as a as a as a common race, as human beings, to combat this. I mean, make sure we preserve as many of each other as we possibly can and uh, uh get back to regularly scheduled programming. But all it's done is do exactly what you described, create more hate. And it like really like makes me think like, God damn, like what will it take? Like, cause you would think like just just thinking about it, just theorizing about it. You'd be like, okay, we need like a common enemy as a people to come together and really handle some bullshit. Right. But all this has done is create more divisiveness. Like, and niggas is coming from all sorts of people. I heard about people from Singapore getting fucked up because they look Asian. I'm like, yo, this nigga don't even look Chinese. He just Asian, my nigga. Like, and you giving them a hard time. It's a lot of ignorance amongst like people in general, and it's it's like disheartening for real. You know what I'm saying? It put a lot of shit into perspective. It shows me that no matter what, no matter what's done, no matter what, there will never not be some form of racism or prejudice. No matter what, you can have a whole race full of the same fucking color niggas. They look alike, they talk alike, they act alike, they sound alike. They'll find some differences amongst each other to hate each other. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just, it, it makes me feel hopeless. No, about I mean, so it's crazy. <clears throat> so my 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 take on it is, I I I feel like, damn, that's fucked up, right? But on the flip side, 
It's like, mm-hmm. I don't really give a fuck because I have a hard enough time being black in America. So I don't have time to worry about, you know, another culture, you know, getting the same treatment that I've been getting treated my whole life. You get what I'm saying? It's hard enough for me being me in America. Like, I have to wake up with the fears of, you know, walking down the street and being shot because I'm black. Or, you know, the police pulling me over and I reach for my wallet and I get shot because I'm black. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I have a hard enough time being a black man in America that I don't have time to worry about Asian people, white people, orange people, blue people. You know what I mean? But like I said, like I, I do feel some type of way because it's like, even though I have to go through it, I never want to see nobody go through what I go through because it's not fair for anybody to have to go through that. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's kind of like I'm doing the hokey pokey with it. It's like I got my left foot in and my right foot out kind of thing. It's like, yeah, that's, like I wouldn't, like if I was around Asian people, yeah. somebody was disrespecting them just because they were Asian, I would speak up on their behalf. Like, yo, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? But, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? That's if I'm in their presence. Yeah. But, you know, like when I would see it on the news, I'm kind of just like, oh, you know, welcome to my world. It's kind of one of the things like, oh, welcome to my world, buddy. Well, well, give me. I mean, I feel like. Give, give me. Uh, I want to give y'all a scenario because this was. It was kind of eating me up inside listening to it. So, um, today, uh, we were talking about. I don't know. We were talking about the coronavirus, and it just came up that uh, there's been a lot of racism from blacks versus Asians. You know, and I'm and when I'm at work. You know, what I'm saying I'm not as talkative as I'm on here, man. I just be listening, peeping game. And uh, like a lot of people started chiming in and it was eating me up inside a little bit. And I had to question myself. It was like, dang, man, you understand racism, but why do you have these feelings? These feelings of like Barbie just described some numbness. You know what I'm saying? Like that urge to want to say, yo, this is what I've been telling y'all about is a problem. Right. But now you care. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that's where I'm going with it, dude. How do y'all feel about that? I feel... Like I said, I feel like it's it's messed up all the way around. Cause, like you said, because it's towards uh it's towards Asian people. Now it's a big deal, and to when it comes to us, it's it's an excuse. It's oh, I thought he had a gun, or he shouldn't have been doing this. That's why it happened. Or you get what I'm saying? Like it's always an excuse when it comes to African Americans, <laughs> but. When it comes to these Asian people now, it's like, oh, tragedy. Like, no, my nigga, not tragedy. This has been going on with the other people. And I'm not saying if black people are bullying Asians just because, stop it. That's what I would that's what I would honestly say. Stop it. Cause we we are in no place to bully nobody. And and, and it's not it's not fair to anybody. To be bullied That's just because you look a certain way or because you're a certain type of, you know, human being. Like, just stop it. That's what I would say publicly. If, if you know, if I got wind that black people were just bullying them just because. So, I would just say stop it. But for me, like you said, it, it does eat me up 
on one side, like, what? Like, I've been telling y'all this my whole life, and y'all sweep it up under the rug. And now it's an issue. Like, get the fuck out of here. But then, like I said, on the flip side, it's like, damn, that's not fair to them either. Like, you know, they get a dose of what I go through every day, and it's fucked up, right? Yeah, now you see how I feel. But, you know, circle of life, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I see what you're saying on that. I see what you're saying on that. And I think really when it comes to like black racism, when I, I remember like not too long ago, I was sitting down and I was thinking about it. Like everywhere. racism against darker skinned people exists like everywhere. It exists in India. It exists super in big, South America. Super big in Dominican Republic. In Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, Cuba. You know what I'm saying? It exists everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's been that way for like ever. So I think because of the fact that this has been something that's been so ingrained in like the human culture for as long as it's been the human culture, it's like something that's overlooked at times. You know what I'm saying? But like I like we were saying before we started recording, there's always a trend of racism depending on a particular thing. During 9-11, the Arabs couldn't go outside because they will fuck you up. I mean, during particular times when immigration was a big uh, talking point, Mexicans would always get in some shit. Now, during this particular time, if you think back, when we was going to war against Japan and shit, they, they, yeah. they interned the Japanese. They threw them niggas in some camps. So really, like, I mean, you know, it's just trendy. Like, what's the latest trend? Like, what people is doing? Not even people. Because in this particular case, the Chinese people, even if you are from China, like, what, 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 what is the mind? What is the mindset? Like, oh, this person is from China. Right. Somehow they've contributed to the coronavirus being a plague. Like, what? I don't understand that. If you are to blame right. anyone, there are a bunch of people to blame, but you can't blame any particular people. Like, it's so stupid. Like, it, so it stupid. is ignorance, and I'll just say, I think I just couldn't fight the urge for some acknowledgement. And and like Barbie said, I don't think I can sit around and watch anybody be discriminated on and keep my mouth closed um, in my presence. But I think a conversation is going needed to be had with whatever victim that is. You know what I'm saying? If they of another race um, like me, I, I I really see myself having to sit down and being like, yo, you know what I'm saying? What you experienced was fucked up. Um, but hey, this is the same thing, you know what I'm saying, that, that I've been talking about. Like, I need you to understand that, you know what I'm saying, so you could be a positive right. force to change moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people don't understand stuff until yeah. it happens to them. You know, you know what I'm saying? And while I don't want to see anything happen ill to another person, I think that is one of the many solutions or that that might have to happen before people understand what we're talking about. I think people don't understand us because they haven't experienced you know? the same type of things they go through. And hopefully they come out on the other side, you know, as an ally on this. And next time they yeah. see something happen to any race of people, they'll be right. more uh apt and then, you know, to call I'm not it saying, out on his face. Uh, just Chinese, I'm just saying Asian in general, you know, they all low-key, you know, like, they be out here saying, what's good, my nigga, and all this, so everybody wanna be a nigga, until, I mean, like, like everybody wanna be a nigga, How y'all feel about until that? it's How time to be that? a nigga. Cause you like, Mav, I mean? 
Nav is Indian, and before he was saying no, Nav, uh, you know the rapper Nav, you know the rapper Nav. It's a rap, y'all know the rapper. Well, listen, it's a rapper named Nav who, before he became mainstream, but he that's what I'm saying, like everybody, Indian, like, like Asian Indian. I'm saying like and growing up where I grew up I never had an issue with niggas unless you was white like now I don't care back in the day when I was a youngster like if you was white it was a no-go but you could be Chinese you could be Indian Puerto Rican right but that's why I said say nigga like it was never me for me me, my whole logic is everybody want to be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga I'll leave it at that I just had a conversation with one of my young boys about this. We was on the game, um, and they was talking about one of their white homeboys. And it came up that, yo, they said he be snapping with Boosie come on and all this other stuff. And the topic came up that, yo, what happens if, you know, he dropped the N-bomb, you know, in one of the songs? And they was like, they're young boys. They're like 23, 24. Um, they're like, hey, I give them a pass. So you know, I I had to delve into that. I'm like, yo, so what's the like, what's your psyche behind that? You know, and it's it's intriguing to me. And I'm not saying that I'm gonna be out there punching motherfuckers in the face for for saying nigga. Um, but one thing I will say is, it's not gonna be said in my presence. And if you know what I'm saying, somebody want to push that button, then I'm out. I can't fuck with that person no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you allow that to happen. Um, like, if I come over to your house, Mabaki, you know, and you got your white homeboy over there and he's nigga this and nigga that, I'm just going to get up, dap you up, and I'm probably going to be out. You know what I'm saying? Because I just don't respect it. I don't respect it for people, you know what I'm saying, to allow that word to be used. Now, do I check it like that? Like I said, am I going to fight somebody? No. This is America. You got freedom of speech. You can say what you want. But I will not tolerate no, I it. That makes I got you. Now I respect that. I respect that 110%. Because I'm the same way. Because I do understand that. Um, like for me, it's kind of like, I think I'm starting to understand. I'm the old nigga now. It's the the the, the, the time is for for Mabaki. The kids yeah. like Mabaki. It, it's his time. So what he will allow, I, I would never allow. Like he would allow, he would probably allow a white dude to be like, what's good, my nigga? I would never allow that. And he witnessed it though. He witnessed, you know, a white boy saying the N-word. He seen how I reacted. One thing I would do, like I said, I don't want to have a conversation with the white boy or the Indian boy or the or whoever. I want to have I would want to have the conversation with the brother that looks like me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna come in peace, but I'm gonna ask like, yo, what's that about? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is he able to come up in here and nigga this, nigga that, you know what I'm saying? And like, what I think I'm gonna hear is, oh man, that's such and such, he my nigga. Uh, I I don't get that. Like, why is it that, you know what I'm saying? If one of your brothers was to call you out of your name, you ready to shoot him in the face, you know what I'm saying? But this white boy can yeah. say it. You, you, you get where you I'm coming from? Like, I, I don't understand that. You know? No, I think um, we lost him. Yeah, we might have lost him. It's all good. I think we might have <laughs> lost him. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's just something that, um, like I said, I'm intrigued by. Uh, I think it's a good question. Like, 
you know, who can say it? And with rap these days, man, like, I mean, the lines are so blurred. You got, like, Dominicans, you got Puerto Ricans. You know, it's like, yeah. I think it's it's a wild, wild west out there. But with that with that token, like I said, you still have your own morals and principles. For me, I think I know in my house, it just won't be tolerated. You feel what I'm saying? Because, you know, different people, I think it's really based off of, like, your experiences. Because you being from where you were from, being closer to the South, and maybe experiencing things and me being away from that. Like I've told y'all before in the past, I've never dealt with overt racism. Like maybe maybe I've dealt with like some covert shit. Maybe I've had niggas follow me around family dollar and shit like that. But just straight in my face, like ah, ah, ah. I've never I've never dealt with that before in my life. Fortunately, thank God. Um it's so really, there one time. So I really can't even talk on like how like that shit burn, you know what I'm saying? But for me, the way I look at it is I never like I'm I'm a person who I don't give a fuck what nobody got to say about nothing as far as what words come out of your mouth. I could never allow a word, a particular phrase, a particular whatever have so much power over me that it inflames me to the point that I want to leave a room or that I want to strike someone, regardless what you say. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I've like tried to work on myself. Cause I remember at a very young age, uh, someone older told me the person who can make you mad is your master. You feel what I'm saying? A person who can anger you is your master. Cause they're controlling your emotions. So from a very, very young age, I've always made it like a point to not give a fuck what nobody got to say, regardless what's coming out of your mouth. Now out of respect to my elders or whatever, cause in New York, I ain't gonna front up north like. I've known some white people who say nigga, like white people who just around us and shit, who say niggas, or older white people who around like some of my OGs and old heads who say nigga. Up in the Northeast, I just feel like it's like a common thing. It's something normal. But then I've also like dealt with like people who are from South Carolina, like some older females who would tell me about the certain shit they dealt with. Like they said they've dealt with like some OD like crosses burning type shit, and like that shit don't fly for them. So I think it just depends on your life experiences. You I mean, you, and I, you right. And I would you respect you. I would, I would respect you. I would respect your opinion about it. I'd be like, oh, nah, chill, because this person has lived this life experience. That's not right. something that can necessarily fly. You know I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be out here talking about the Holocaust while a fucking Jew from the 40s is around. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Because right. I can tell that y'all, I can tell that you were shocked when the situation went down when we was in base. Yo, that nigga Sandy? Yeah, I can tell that you yeah. were shocked. Then you was like, yo. <laughs> I can tell. So talk to me what you what you was thinking in that moment, like, Mubaki, because, like, being somebody that's used to yeah. hearing it, and like I said, I've heard the story, so you ain't really got to dive into it. Nothing. But when you heard nothing. that it was fly out of you, like, you didn't feel nothing? Reasons. It was something that was common to me as far as, like, white people. Everybody said nigga in New York. Everybody says if you from an urban area, because we talking about niggas who we grew up with, like the white niggas I knew growing up. These are niggas I know my whole life. These niggas grew up around all of us. They listen to the music I listen to. They fuck with the bitches I fuck with. You feel what I'm saying? They do everything I do. So it was just normal for them to speak how we spoke. All they right, never so, said it in a matter so of let me, ill will. So, so let me ask you this. Home, go ahead, go ahead. So let me ask you this. So because they grew up in your hood. They hung around you and your peeps. They listened to the same music, went to the same school. It's okay for them to say the N-word. Do you think that if you went to their neighborhoods and you rode their horses and did the hold down and all that, you think you could call them honky? 
But I'm saying, I don't think the word honky has the same weight as what's it called? Because them niggas not running. I, I think that's a bad comparison. Because them niggas not running around saying what's good, my honky, or what's popping honky, or this, that, and the third. I think that's a weird comparison. What I'm saying is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that they've earned the right to what's it called. Because the way I look at it is, me, me, and a lot of people from my generation, a lot of us won't understand the true sting of being called the nigga, like someone who was in the prime of the word nigga. Like our, our ancestors, like some of the older people, like you feel what I'm saying? Like fucking like Minister Farrakhan knows the the the, the fire that can be behind the word nigga. Fucking uh 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 all them older folks, those people who was back in the day understand that he's I mean me I mean me very me, me and E me and E not that old, but you best believe at a very young age we were hit in the face with some of the same shit that you speak about right now. Bro, I feel you. And like I said, it's based off of where you're from and what you've experienced. And I'm not trying to take nothing away from that whatsoever. But I'm saying regionally, I feel like they, different things have different meanings. Different yeah. phrases are speaking in different ways. And like you said, you grew up in fucking Baton Rouge. You feel what I'm saying? You grew up in the thick of it. You're from South Carolina, right? Don't you, ever, Carolina. don't you ever say Baton Rouge. Ever again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, oh my, I'm bugging. I'm thinking about Raven and shit. I'm tripping my Yeah, you are. <laughs> New Orleans, man. I'm thinking God rest her soul. I'm thinking about Raven. You're Raven from New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 exactly. My man from North Carolina, you feel what I'm saying? Y'all life experiences, like racism is like something that's like normal in those areas. Like that's something that y'all dealt with from a very young age to the point that y'all men today. So y'all understanding of it is different from mine. But what I'm saying is up there where I'm from, what I'm used to, racism... In my experience, and I've been blessed because I know niggas from where I'm from who've dealt with over racism. But me personally, I've never had that issue. And like I said, it's common. You could go ask any New York nigga, maybe from my generation, maybe you could ask some older niggas. But I know growing up, it was niggas who was it was white people who was coming around, sagging their pants with Margellas on, fucking chill, lit as fuck, saying the word nigga, and it was never no problem. You feel what I'm saying? It was never no issue. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Can I say this? Can I say this? Not, I'm not from New York, um, but I don't think you have to be from New York to know, like, if I was to go to Brooklyn right now and somebody yeah. came up to me and said, what's good? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think you need to Google it. I don't think, like, if somebody comes yeah. up, if I go to uh, yeah. Cali and they say, what's cracking? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. In an aggressive tone, like, I know what time it is, right? So this is where, and I'm not going to say tip my hat, but this is where I say the the white people you describe are very bold. I refuse to believe that they don't know the sting of the word, but I call them bold is because they think shit is so sweet that they can get that shit off around y'all and ain't shit going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And I understand the region thing that you're saying. I understand, hey, this is how we rock. But like deep down, I refuse to believe whatever white boys that we were describing don't know what that word means. And they look at you some type of way to be like, yo, it's sweet to say it around my bucket. I feel what you're saying. saying. Around the homies from the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? I don't think so, though. Because it's not like, you got to understand, when I say it's common, when I say it's common, like, I know white niggas, like, all over out east and who 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 used the word and that was from all different what's it called 
I got it in with niggas who talk like that, who was white, all sorts of shit. You feel what I'm saying? So I feel like I don't think it was just them feeling comfortable being like, oh, okay, this is the type of nigga who I, who I can say it around. Right. I just feel like regionally, this is what was normal for us. Right, right. And, and what and I think, I think this person wasn't saying. And Bobby, you know, Bobby, you know. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You being, you spent a lot of time out there. You feel what I'm saying? Right. You understand like the vibe is no nothing like right. what it is in but, Texas. But, but, but what I said around your parents. Well, nah, but I was we we was what they said around your parents. I couldn't say nigga around my parents. Like what? But 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 I think. But Mabaki, what I think he's trying to say so, is that, that, even that, means, not, that means you know better. Right. So like so they, they so Mabaki, I think what he trying to say is like like you say it's a regional thing, right? So those same white yeah. boys that those same white boys that that'll be like, What's good, my nigga to Mabaki? Oh, that's my nigga Mabaki. He may say that in New York because he's comfortable with y'all because y'all ain't never did nothing. But I know if he took a flight from New York to Florida or New York to Georgia, he wouldn't. He wouldn't say that to nobody down there. Because he, he that's what I'm talking about. Right. Like, what is but that? Hold on, hold on. That we they know when to turn it to, on, and which when means to turn that it he's just comfortable you know saying it around certain people because he know if he comes south, he can't talk like that to nobody. But Prado, but bust this though. Don't you feel like that's like the same with a lot of things? Like, e, what you were touching on, like. In particular places, like you could, like you saying what's good isn't necessarily like a declaration of war. You know I'm saying, saying what's popping or what's cracking isn't necessarily a declaration of war in particular parts of the United States. But then you go in another place, you understand that things work differently here. This is not where I'm usually from. This is not where I'm accustomed to, and that's normal. Like if you mm-hmm. if you move a particular way, let's say like a nigga like me, right? Like I moved a particular way in my comfortable setting and the, where I was at, where I was familiar with. Once I left, let's say once I left to go to join the army, like I couldn't just like pop out and just be who I was because I had to get a feel for the area. I had to understand what the fuck was going on. You know what I'm saying? But so like I said, but you also knew, yeah. but you also knew once you got to mm-hmm. basic training and you seen me, you was like, yo, what's good, my nigga? Because you mm-hmm. were comfortable because I looked like you. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But if that's And I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, Mabarki. So I don't want you to think, because I know what happens. I'm not stupid. I'm not know what happens. I'm more interested in, like, how it happens. Like, do you remember the first time that your white homeboy walked up to you and was like, what's up, my For nigga? Me, and, like, who's that encounter like? You know I don't, what I'm saying? I, don't, I, don't, I can't even remember the first time a white person said nigga around me, because it's happened so much. I remember, like, occurrences of it happening. But I guess I've never really given it any thought. You got to understand, when you grow up in a particular place and you talk in a particular way, it's nothing to you. Like, for instance, when I was in the... When I was going to the ninth grade, I moved to Philadelphia to live with my mom, right? From New York. I have been in New York my whole life. I go to Philadelphia, I'm talking to niggas, and niggas is looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, niggas is like, yo, we don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. Niggas told me, you sound like you talking with a, with, with a gallon of water in your mouth. And then it made me sit back and think, like, what the fuck like what's going on like it made me it made me like start thinking about the words that i said so like i said i was born raised and bred in that environment that's just what was normal around me so i never gave it any particular thought 
I never was like, oh shit, like this is wild. Once I got, once I got, once I got exposed to media, once I got exposed to what the norm was, let's say around the rest of America, I started to think like, hmm, that's interesting. Shit is different over there than it is over here, but it never troubled me. I never looked at it like as something like, oh shit, like that's wild, like that that's going on over there and it's going on over here. We need to change how we doing over here. I just fucked it up that niggas in the South do things a particular way and we do things a particular well, way. Well, first off, I want to say that uh, I just want to crack the funny that niggas in Philly didn't understand you. Nigga, I didn't understand shit nobody from New York said when I first got there because I, the, <laughs> I got there in the wintertime and yeah. nigga hit me with some like Yo, son, it's mad brick outside. And I was like, now say that in English, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different language. Yeah, home, nigga. I was like, what the fuck is it's mad brick? Like, what? Word, Why word, are you word. mad at the brick? Because, <laughs> like, where I'm from, when niggas say the bricks, niggas mean the projects. Like, for me, for me, I can't never, because like I said, I've never dealt with how y'all niggas have dealt with Right. So for me, y'all opinion on the matter is something I would heed more to than mine. As far as like, if, if, if there was a white person around, I would defer to how you felt about it because you've dealt with this in the worst ways. And like I said, I've made a point of not allowing shit to allowing shit to fuck with me, but I haven't been able to test that yet. You feel what I'm right. saying? That shit isn't battle tested because I've never dealt with overt racism. But like I said, you niggas who have dealt with that in North Carolina and Louisiana, Louisiana, things, Arkansas, all that shit. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, it's a lot in the Midwest too. That's like underrated. Like a lot of that shit happens. Oh yeah, we was in Kansas too. Yeah. But yeah, so. Yeah, who being people like for instance, like like it's like I don't even know how to explain it, but that's basically what I mean. Like, you know what I'm saying? You guys who have gone through it in a situation where I'm comfortable doing a particular thing because y'all people I care about, I would defer to y'all as far as not allowing white people to say like I remember like bro in ART. I, I was a, it was a white nigga I used to fuck with named Atkins who was from Jersey. I think that nigga was from like East Orange or something like that. And it's the same fucking thing. Them niggas is just New York niggas. You know what I'm saying? Basically, kinda, kinda, basically. Kinda, kinda. kinda. It's just it's dirty. Some, they just dirty. Yeah. <laughs> We're But he said nigga too. You know what I'm saying? And he was fucking with a nigga like me. One of my old heads who was a Harlem nigga. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we was basically out East and then another nigga from Baltimore. So one day, like, he topping it up with me it was one of this it was this lady who i liked a lot who like who was a good friend of mine and one day she just sitting down with me at the bleachers we get ready to get a briefing and she's talking to me about it and she's like yo like that doesn't bother you like how he says nigga and i was like nah like i mean that's my man like that's what we used to up north like it's, it's not a big deal but I, but then i saw the look on her face and i was like if you want i can like have him stop like if it's making you uncomfortable and she was like no it's fine you know what i'm saying and then she tried she talked to me about like the type of racism i dealt with I told her what I told y'all, and she just started to tell me about the type of shit she went through. She was from um, South Carolina. The type of shit she went through growing up from a young age to the age she is now. And I was like, God damn, that's why. I was like, yo, I ended up just talking to my man on the low, like, yo, just chill. You feel what I'm saying? Like, just calm down. You feel what I'm saying? Because like I said, she went through some shit I ain't never experienced. So I can't be someone to tell her how she should feel about it. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? How... 
that part now I, I got more questions so but it's how not can you tell pass, somebody to chill out after you gave me. him a pass this is what's normal for me I feel like me giving you a pass is me breaking away from what I find normal and giving you an exception you feel what I'm saying this is what's normal for me this is just life you know what I'm saying? So there is no pass involved. What I'm doing is being courteous to my friend who's dealt with that world, word in particular setting that me and you aren't used to. Me and you are from a particular place where that word isn't used how it's used in other places. So in particular time frames, we should chill. You feel me? It's, it's me being sensitive to to um, her life experiences and to the hardships she's going through. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And I guess you could say the same too. If you take a step back and think about it, you could be like, well... Why don't you have that same sympathy for your ancestors, etc., etc.? You feel what I'm saying? Who also have gone through those hardships and dealt with that word in a particular way. And I guess to answer that, all I could say is I'm always going to look at things as far as how they affect me and the people that I care about. You feel what I'm saying? So if at any point in time I felt like something was making someone I care about uncomfortable, if I felt the need to, I would step up and I would try to do anything I can to make sure that uncomfortability is removed, you feel what I'm saying? Because I care about that person. But me personally, the way I live my life, I don't, like I said before, I said it plenty of times, I don't allow no words, I don't allow no phrases, I don't allow no noises or sounds that coming out of a person's mouth to affect me to the point that it raises my, my emotions. I can't allow that to happen. It goes against the fiber of who I am as a person. Right. I'm the master of my emotions and my mind and my thoughts of who I am. So for someone to come through other, a two-syllable word and for me to all of a sudden swing left, it's uncharacteristic of who I am. But more than that, I care about the people I care about. So in those times, I'll do what I can to make sure that they're comfortable. So I was when I popped off, I, hey. That's it. I was looking. I was like, "Damn, this nigga, this this nigga bugging." Not you, like boy. I was looking at boy, like, like, like it's it's like he didn't have any like social awareness. I was like, yeah, like you can't tell this wasn't this wasn't where the fuck. And Sandoval is like from what? From fucking Sandoval was from Southern California. Yep. He's from Southern California. I'm like, boy, you, you don't talk like that. What are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. That shit crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, I I understand. Um, and like I said, I understand how it works. Um, I always looked at it as a respect thing. It's the same way, like, if y'all came to my house, it's like, yo, the way we be punk- talking on the pod, you know, mm-hmm. around Mama Dukes, uh, my grandma, all that, you know, we got to dead that. And it's not, it's not because I don't fuck with y'all, it's that I have more respect for them you know what I'm saying? So I I get what you're saying when you're saying sometimes you gotta tell oh, yeah. somebody exactly. chill. You know, ain't no smoking exactly. over here, ain't no ain't no drinking like that. You know, we just chilling. I I get that. I get that. But um, like I said, it's it's because I respect their opinion more than yours. And that's what I was always curious about. Like I understand some white people grow up in certain environments yeah. where um you know certain things are accepted. But then, at what point do you respect, you know what I'm saying, the the word and the effect it has on our people more than whatever relationship y'all got? Right you know on. what I'm saying? That's That was my question. So, I think you answered it too. That's that for today, good people. That's the end of our uh, discussions for the day. Uh, y'all already know you can hit us up on our, uh, on our Instagram page, LTA 
podcast. Um, again, if y'all have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up in my DMs at ASAP Barbie at uh, Mabaki at Greg Mabakovich. I think that's it was Greg Bakovich. Greg Bakovich. Oh, Greg Bakovich. My bad. The coach, the tactician. Man. Yeah, that nigga. <laughs> and we'll get back to you whenever. Uh, you know, if there's some topics you want us to talk about, you know, we got you. Uh, we haven't done it in a while, but, uh, you know, at the end of every episode, you know, we try to leave you with some words of encouragement or something. And uh, today I'm just going to leave you with be safe. Like uh, with where the world is right now, there's nothing else I want to say to you other than be safe. Do what's right. It's only 30 days at a time. Just do what's right and we'll get we'll get beyond and past all this BS. Eric? If you're sick, stay at home. I'm going to keep mine short too. Stay at home. Do not come to the hospital. You're going to be alright. If it get worse, come holler at us. But if you got the sniffles, stay at home. We don't want to see more important stuff. Going I concur with both of y'all said. That's all I got. <laughs> I care about, like Lil Duval said, I, we all in this together, but stay the fuck away from me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight up. Hey, and that's the end of... Right. <laughs> and that's the end of Let's Talk About It, baby. <laughs> we out. What's up? It's your girl, Aubrey Shine, and that was Let's Talk About It with ASAP Barbie. <laughs>